Hello and welcome to the 49ers First and 10 podcast. 10 minutes of the most up-to-date 49ers news first thing in the morning. I'm your host, Brianna McDonald, and I'm joined by 49ers team reporter, Lindsay Pilares. After a couple days of rest, the 49ers are getting back to practice today and dialing up for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'd imagine the team will be starting practices today with an extra boost of energy from their statement win against the Jaguars that put them back in the conversation of the NFL's top teams. So, Lindsay, could you share where the San Francisco 49ers rank among the league? If you look at the top five across all major national outlets, the 49ers will be there. Definitely, like you said, the 49ers looked very refreshed coming out in week 10, fresh off the bye, and they certainly have refreshed the order in these power rankings because of their statement win over the Jacksonville Jaguars. NFL Network has them at number five. ESPN, which was actually their second highest rating, They're in at number three. Pro Football Talk has them at number two, basically just saying, Mike Florio, that if everybody's healthy, this is a team that can go a very long way because we're superstitious and I'm not going to talk about end goal here. Fox Sports had them at number seven. So the only one where they haven't cracked the top five, but like you said, they have put the league on notice. And not only did the 49ers move up in league ranks after winning in Jacksonville, But a Niner was also crowned as an NFC Player of the Week from that game. Would you like to share which player took the honor? Yeah, I'm sure it's not too big of a surprise given the performance against the Jaguars, but Nick Bosa has picked up his first NFC Defensive Player of the Week award for 2023, and that was just announced uh, from the time of us recording, maybe like 15 minutes ago. So fresh news. Um, He had a big game against the Jaguars. One and a half sacks, a batted pass, a forced fumble, a fumble recovery, and three total tackles. So definitely one of the biggest games for Nick Bosa so far in 2023. And in general, just a really big game for the 49ers defensive line. Five total sacks and just the defense as a whole played lights out. In addition to those five sacks, four takeaways forced by several parts of the unit and had a lot of help. You know, we saw the pass rush really married to the coverages and that resulted in some of those interceptions. Uh, So yeah, just a phenomenal defensive display out in Jacksonville by the 49ers. Yep. We love to see it. So congratulations to Nick Bosa. But before we turn the page to Buccaneers this week, there were a few updates from head coach Kyle Shanahan following the game in Jacksonville mainly focused on injuries to the team and how he's planning on adjusting to them. So could you give us more insight on what the head coach had to say about the health status of this team? Yes, probably the biggest injury coming out of week 10 was to right tackle Colton McKivitz. He is day to day, so definitely not ruled out from this upcoming Tampa Bay Buccaneers matchup that'll take place at Levi's Stadium. But he did get his ankle rolled up on and is experiencing some knee soreness as well. So that's something that the 49ers are going to be monitoring throughout the week. Should he not be able to play, they'll look to either tackle Matt Pryor or Jalen Moore, who is coming off a couple fill-in games for Trent Williams while he was out. Um, So certainly the 49ers have the depth to fill in for Colton McKivitz, but it may not even get to that. We'll get a better update from head coach Kyle Shanahan later today uh, during the Wednesday press conference. 
and defensive lineman Drake Jackson was placed on the team's injured reserve list. Can you give some more context as to what the story was behind his placement there? Yeah, it sounds like Drake Jackson uh, is going to need some rest in order to deal with a knee tendonitis that developed uh, in his leg. So he was placed on that injured reserve list on Saturday ahead of the Jaguars game. The hope is that he'll be able to return at some point over the course of the seasons, but by being placed on injured reserve, that does guarantee that you will be out for at least four weeks. So again, we'll be checking in on him throughout the season and just see seeing how that knee tendonitis gets better or cost him a few more games. And in that phone call that Kyle Shanahan has with the media after the game, he also highlighted offensive lineman John Feliciano and how he's earned increased playing time. Can you give some context to also that situation? Yeah, so John Feliciano is a veteran in this league, and the 49ers brought him in essentially to fill the role once occupied by Daniel Brunskill, who left to the Tennessee Titans in free agency. But John Feliciano is very much a swing offensive lineman. He has experience at virtually every position on the offensive line. Versatility is something that the 49ers really, really value in their offensive linemen. Uh, last season, he was a starting center for the New York Giants, and he is now going to be filling in, or actually he filled in this last game for Aaron Banks, who is dealing with turf toe. I think the expectation is that he will once again be filling in for Banks this coming week, unless we get an update that says otherwise. Uh, but regardless of that fact, head coach Kyle Shanahan said that John Feliciano has earned increased playing time. And before the injuries to the offensive line, the plan was to start integrating him a little bit more to give him that playing time that he's earned. It obviously didn't get to that because injuries sort of facilitated extra play at different positions for him. But his his improvement, his contributions, all of them have been Julie noted by the 49ers, and right now they are in a good spot because they have someone that can seamlessly fill in at that left guard position. All right, and we'll have the latest updates from practices and press conferences available on 49ers.com, so be sure to stay tuned there. Now with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on deck, it's pretty easy to look back to the last time these two teams played each other because it feels like yesterday. Less than a year ago, the Tom Brady-led Buccaneers were in Levi's Stadium and Brock Purdy made league history with that contest being his first career start. As you reflect on that moment, how much have you seen Purdy grow as a quarterback? You know, I think it's crazy to think about it because like you said, it was less than a year ago and so many things have happened since then. He ended up just stepping in, never looking back, leading the 49ers to an NFC Championship game appearance. Since then, has gone 11-3 and as a starter in the regular season. He's currently leading the league in passer rating with 109.9, just under that 110 mark. He leads the league in 9.3 yards per attempt in 2023, and he's number seven in completion percentage. So, it's just crazy to go from last pick in the draft, which gets talked about a lot, obviously, then to stepping in as the starter. He is now QB1, and he's just overcome so many things and taken that second-year jump, obviously the season-ending injury. It's just so much has happened over the course of less than a year. It just makes his story all the more remarkable, and it looks like he is just 
continuing that upward trajectory, which obviously is a great thing for the San Francisco 49ers. You know, hearing about what he's accomplished this season is almost unbelievable, but we believe it because we've seen him put in the work. So now we fast forward to week 11 of the 2023 season, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have also snapped a losing streak. On Sunday, they claimed a 20-6 to win over the Tennessee Titans, and they're coming to the Bay looking to get back to 500 and reclaim a lead in the NFC South race. So this contest is like a must-win game for the Buccaneers, which makes this matchup pretty spicy because the 49ers will also be preparing to defend their home field. So what should we expect from Tampa Bay this weekend? What's the state of their team like? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have been kind of the middle of the pack so far this year. As you mentioned, they are very much in the playoff race, but have had some highlights and some lowlights as any team has. A couple things to highlight is that they are, they do have the second lowest turnover rate. Obviously they're going up against the 49ers who now lead the league in interceptions, but a good thing to know is that their offense really doesn't turn the ball over. Baker Mayfield is taking care of the football. Um, and as far as their defense, they are they do have one of the top red zone defenses in the NFL. Only 32% of possessions they've allowed to turn into touchdowns for opposing offenses. They have the second highest blitz rate in the NFL and currently have 16 takeaways. So there's definitely some things to be on the lookout for in terms of their defense. They're number seven against the run. Um, so the 49ers certainly are not going to have a win handed to them. And as you said, there is a lot at stake for both teams. The 49ers also can look at this as a must win because they've got an incredibly tough schedule ahead of them with weeks 12 through 14 going Seattle, Philly, Seattle. So this is certainly a game that you don't want to let turn into a trap game um, and certainly want to defend home field as they always do. So just a couple things to be on the lookout for. Yeah, we say it every week, but this matchup is going to be really exciting to watch. But that will do it for today. Thank you so much, Lindsay, for joining me in this update. Don't forget to follow First and 10 on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Turn on the notifications so you're in the know when we post any breaking news updates. And thank you, Faithful, for tuning in. Bye.